0: Good morning, good morning, I don't hear nobody. Yeah, good morning. My name is Cynthia and I have the privilege of serving on staff here at Church on the Rock. I thank God for this opportunity for being here um welcome everybody in the house and those that are joining in online we welcome you to our new year's eve service i'd like to thank god uh, my husband just came out thank god for him first and mr steve and then my family and friends that are here tracy thank you for coming this is one of my best friends <laughs> and then my auntie and everybody know jay <laughs> But I thank God for this opportunity. I thank God for Pastor Josh giving me this opportunity. I was really shocked. Like, this is the last service of the year, and you entrusted me. It means so much. And I'm not going to cry because he tried to make me cry before I came up here, and I'm not doing it. Um, Miss Marcy, I love you. As always, I'm going to try to keep it slow. Um, Okay, so I was like, really, it was a lot of pressure because this is the New Year's Eve service. And if you're a New Year's Eve person, like, you love to make resolutions, and, you know, you're going to lose all this weight, and then you back out the first week, and you're like, no, I'm not doing this, but I thought about a, uh, I'm going to do this, I hear it, I thought about a lot of different sermons, series, like, to uh, a sermon topic to talk about, and I was like, this would be so good, so my first one was Start Fresh uh, Chapter 1. That, that sounds real good. I was like, start fresh. That would be like something they would be like, yeah, it's 2024 coming. I'm going to start fresh. Then I thought about done with 2023, 2024 will be my year. Yeah. 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 yeah that one went to work. <laughs> then new year, new you. No, Jonathan. Okay. Like, no, nobody's feeling it. So, and and these are some good ones, and some churches are probably going to speak on this today, no fun at them, no point intended, but my thought was, if you're thinking about a new year, new year, you, those are all great, but nothing could be new if you don't declutter. Like, we do all of this stuff, and we say we're going to do all of these things, we're going to start off fresh, we're going to have a new year of, I'm going to lose 50 pounds, I hope uh, I'm going to like, you know, just have a better attitude this year. I'm going to start my savers account going to be like 10 grand by the end of 2024. Sounds like a raise for me. And, and, and then so and then, you know, we all these things that we say, whatever your resolution might be, but you cannot move forward if you don't clean out what's in you. And I think so many times we get so com- this might look like your your couch in your living room sometimes at one point or another. This probably don't look like your house. Or and then I thought about spiritually, is this how we look? And we sit down in this mess and, and we like think like we're gonna start things new and we're gonna have a new attitude, but we got so much mess. If you can think spiritually, you got so much mess, whether it's bad friendships, bad relationships, whether it's like bad handling of your money. Whether it's like abusive relationships, a bad marriage, bad kids, like stress, we have so many things. Clutter, stress can bring clutter in our life. Clutter can affect our sleep. Clutter can affect the ability to focus. Clutter can cause anxiety. Anxiety can be caused by a lot of clutter. Most of the times, we be, everybody loves to use this word anxiety these days. And I'm not knocking those guests that have it because it is real. And I've seen it at work. But a lot of times, it's because we got too much going on, unnecessary things going on, too many unnecessary things going on. But then I thought some of us, Can't move on or go any further because we have too much going on in our mind, in our heart, and in our life. It's not just physical. Sometimes we just really need to clean up our house, our physical house. Sometimes we just got to clean up our house. But a lot of times we have to clean up our mind, body, and spirit. Because if those are not cleaned up, you can dress up real pretty on the, ins- on the outside and you can see me right here, but you don't know the mess that's in my mind. You don't know the mess that's in my heart. You don't know that I don't really like my husband sometimes. Like, you don't see that. He don't like me sometimes either. It's just real life, y'all. Come on, it's not funny because you're sitting by yours thinking like, <laughs> yeah. But. Sometimes we have so much mess that that stuff can overtake us. And then the sad part about it, we'll have this clutter and we'll invite people in in this clutter. We'll invite new friendships over. Can, can you come sit down with me? We're, and it's no room for them really, but we're inviting them. We invite people into our mess. And God just told me in order to start a new year right, in order to start a new year fresh and a new you or a better you and a better version of you, and even for me to want to lose weight, I have to get the stuff out that's holding me back from doing these things. I have to start anew, which brings me to Corinthians, one of my scriptures. And this is my main type of scripture. God gave me this and I thought about it, Corinthians 3, 16 through 17. And and this is God. I don't know if anybody ever used it in this term that I'm gonna use it, but it just laid on my heart. And it says, it's the ESV version. Do not you know that you are God's temple, that God's spirit dwells in you. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. That's saying, I am that temple, that we are God's temple. And I don't think we ever think about it like that. Sometimes we'll put anything into this body. We'll let anything come into our vision, our sight, our hearing. We'll let anything download in us. And then what we love to do is like, God, forgive me. But we could just really stop it sometimes. But we are God's temple, which is a ma- major God's temple. God's spirit dwells in us. When the light's off, when you think nobody going not see you, wherever you are, you are God's temple. Declutter, I looked at the meaning declutter and it says the activity of removing things you do not need from a place in order to make it more pleasant and more useful. So it's some things like if you're here and you made it to 2023, the last day, God still has a work for you to do. It's not like happenstance. It's not like a mistake that you hear. You might have tried to take your own self out. You might have almost got in an accident and almost died. And you're like, God, why did you save me? Why did you choose me? It's because he has a purpose for us. And I means he still has something for you to do. You could be 98 or 2. And if you're still here. You still have a purpose. Because I, I, you hear so many people say, you know, I'm older now. And, you know, I don't, I don't really know what God wants. Like, God still want to use you. He still has a testimony in you. He still has a work for you to do. He has not forgotten about you. A lot of times we forget about ourselves and forget about the purpose that he laid in our hearts long time ago. A lot of us are carrying clutter from 2008 and it's 2023. It's 2023. And some of us got clutter in here that was from years ago or from childhood or from last week. You cannot start 2024 bringing 2008 into 2024. It is not going to be good for you. So God laid on my heart, please let them know to clean it up. Because I have a work to do in each one of you. We have so many different forms of clutter. Physical clutter, digital clutter. Jay, digital clutter. (laughs) Anybody with a cell phone, really, I could just pick on her. Mental clutter, emotional clutter, and spiritual clutter we have spiritual clutter, where some of us, like, we believe in God and we love Jesus, but sometimes our concept is screwed up, and we got a lot of stuff that we're inviting in with Jesus. Like, looking at a person that cleans up their life, I I think, uh, Jesse, I'm just going to call you out because you put your post on Facebook, but Jesse is a great example of how you can declutter your life. I, I, if you know anything about Jesse and if you don't, get to know him, but he has an amazing testimony. And when I seen your post yesterday, I said, I'm going to call him out because you're, you're an, a great example. If you wasn't a great example, I wouldn't use you. But he literally has decluttered his life, and you can see the fruit of that. You can see the fruit of Jesse cleaning up his life. He had things, in, and I'm not saying Jesse is perfect and Jesse is all that, but Jesse is better. Jesse is a better form of Jesse was like 2023, the beginning of the year, 2024 about to start. And Jesse is like a brand new, brand new creature. Give it up for Jesse. Matthew 21 and 12 is another one of my scriptures. It says Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, the scripture declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer. But you have turned it into a den of thieves. Now, I took this version because it says my temple. If you know anything about this story, and if you don't, you could go back and read it. But it was people in the house of God doing all types of things that was not right to be done in a worship, in a in a, temp, in a temple. And I think I took that in transform of our temple, that we do a lot of things that Jesus is like trying to knock it out and get it out of the way. And he's like trying to straighten us up. He's trying to get us to straighten up things. And he's trying to clean our spirit up. And he can't, he got to come in and sometimes and wreck your place because you're not trying to do it right. he like, I want to make a change in you. I want you to do things that you might have not thought that you could do. I want to see a better you. I have great things in store for you. God is like, I'm slowly trying to clear up your temple. I'm taking away the drinking, the over-drinking. I know you was an alcoholic, but I'm going to take that away from you, and I'm going to clean you up and make you a new creation in me. God say, I know you was on drugs, but I'm going to take those drugs away from you, and I'm going to make you a new creation in me. And you're going to be able to prophesy. You're going to be able to preach the word of God to people. I know you were easy, and you were giving it up to everybody that would take it, but I'm going to take you and make you a new creation. Sorry, Pastor Josh. I know that you was in the streets. And you were going from club to club, but God said, I'm going to take you and put you in the house of the Lord. And I'm going to have you serving. And I'm going to have you making a difference in the house of God. God say, I know that you deal with depression, but God say, I'm going to give you new thoughts of good places and good things. God say, I want better for you. I want to make your temple new. I want to make your temple clean. God cleans us up. He gives us a new purpose." Some things do fall back out. That was perfect. Unplanned, but that's how life happens. Some things fall to the wayside, and we got to redo this thing. God said, I want to give you a fresh new start. And you see, my basket is broken, but that's on purpose because we're going to always be broken. We're going to always be needing more. We're going to always need more freedom for more things. But God say, I want to do a clean thing in you. I want to clean you up. I want to make you brand new. Matthew 23 and 25 says, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, Full of greed and self indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. And I think for church, this is very important because I always say, and I come from Pentecostal where you like, wear stockings, heels, you look so pretty and you're so filthy. And we clean up real good. And this is all, this is all religion, all types of Baptist, Pentecostal, Presbyterian, all of us get dressed. But we can be, we could be arguing in the, in the car on the way to church and then get right to the door and be like, hey, how y'all doing? And then your husband and you looking at each other like, don't you say nothing to me. Because we put this church face on and we look so happy and like, oh my God, I want what they have. You really don't. <laughs> you really don't. But I thank God that he can clean us. He can make us new. He can provide a better way for us. But we have to want it. We have to want it. It's so easy to just sit here and speak to you and tell you these things. And you go, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you get back in the car, cuss him out, cuss her out, cuss your kids out. And then you be like, what was the message today? But God wants different for 2024. God wants different for each one of you for 2024. So I got uh, for, uh, the Core 4 Method, and I took it, I was Googling decluttering when I was uh, studying for this message, and this professional organizer came up, and I just want to give her credit, uh, Kaylin Kelly, uh, for the Core 4. She is a professional organizer, and this breaks down the task of decluttering into four steps, and when I read her four steps, spiritually on the flip side I was like this is perfect so I'm going to give you four steps that will help you to declutter now you have to work the four steps in order for it to work y'all know that right because you know how I say one easy step to success and you be like oh okay so you have to work the steps the core four which breaks down the task of decoloring in four easy steps. It says easy, but we know anything that pulls us closer to God, the enemy will find a way to make it hard. If you don't know nothing about church and religion and Christianity, anytime you want to do something good, you got that good and evil thing. You know, I think Pastor Josh talked about it uh, being, uh, it was last week, I think. Yes. Ferret. Is that what I just said? Right? Herod. You got the Herod on one side. like You got the devil and the good angel. You know how that on the movies it'd be the good angel and the bad angel on the other side. So anytime you go to try to step out and do something right, the devil is right there to try to trip you up. So you always have to have the armor on and be prepared for the enemy. The first step, it says, the first core is clear out. The first step involves removing everything from the room that does not belong there anything not like God, remove it. That's, it's really easy to me to say that it's harder to do. Anything that's not like God, remove it from your life. It will be hard. It will be lonely. It will be rough, but it will be rewarding. Like you got to look for the reward. You got to focus on the reward. It's, it's hard. It's, it's easy to, Um, It's hard to get straight A's, but when you get straight A's, normally you get a reward from your parents or from friends or family. Like, it's so rewarding. So clear out. And my scripture for that is Psalms 139, 23, and 24. Investigate my life, God. Oh, God, find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Then guide me on the road to eternal life. And that's who we have to go to. It's God. Ask him to investigate your life. He already knows everything about us. It's nothing hidden from him. But you have to go to God. And when he give you an answer, let it go. Because I'm telling you, that's the test. When you ask God, you know, what I need to let go? And he like, tell you your best friend name. You like since the second grade she's not good for you let her go that job that you love that you know that God like trying to separate you from and you're like but I made six figures but I got you though like God always having a he always have a plan for us investigate your life in in this scripture it was David asking God to search him and if you know anything about David, God said he was a man after his own heart. Because God, David did a lot of wrong, like a lot of a lot of, like a lot of wrong. If you know anything about David, that's why I feel like I got a great chance for making it. Because <laughs> I haven't did near as much as David, I don't feel like. In my life, I feel like I'm like this and David like that. And he a man after God's own heart. So I feel like I'm that girl. I'm God, girl. That's just in my head, y'all, only. this The second core is categorize. Once you've cleared out everything that doesn't belong to the uh, in your room, it's time to take stock of everything you own. You might need to do this in sections. For example, that dress or that shirt that you're holding on to, because you keep saying, you know, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and I'm going to get into it. Like, I got a lot of clothes like that that I put in garbage bags and I just, like, gave away. Because I'm like, okay, if God allow me, well, if I allow myself to lose the weight that I want to lose, I could go on a shopping spree, right? Right, yeah. So, please give that away. Spiritually the same. We hold on to certain things that may be sin or just not good for us. Whether that be cursing, gambling, smoking, drinking, computers, pornography, all types of things that we hold on to that might not be a sin, but some of it just not good for us. Categorize those things that you know you need to stop doing in your life and let it go. Is this helping one person? Yeah. Okay, okay, I, I'm good then. It's just, if it's just for the one, Jesus said he'll come for just the one. So all I need is just one. Ephesians 4 and 31 says, get rid of All bitterness rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So God says, get rid of all. A lot of times, it's not even things we got to stop. We just got to stop our own attitude. And that's one of the hardest things to do. Bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words. Like, come into 2024 being nice. Like, act like you work at Chick-fil-A every day. God bless you. God bless you. Even at home to your husband, God bless you. Like, act like you at Chick-fil-A. Like, just have a Chick-fil-A attitude. Oh, my God. I just came up with it. I'm so smart. Okay. Number three, core three, cut out. Decide whether you want to keep or eliminate it. What would Jesus do? This is going to be my new motto for 2024. I came up with when I was doing this mess. I was like, God, everything in my life from now on, I want to just like in my head when you say something to me where you done got on my last nerve and I, my eyes telling you something, but I'm be like, what would Jesus do? This is going to be my motto for real. Like, what would Jesus do? If you could like right before you about to blow up and you know you should be like, what would Jesus do? I think if we approach things like that, marriages would be better, parenting would be better, friendships would be better, you would be better. What would Jesus do? You remember those bracelets? People used to wear them all the time. It's like, what would Jesus do? And that's, it's old now because people don't really want to do what Jesus do. Like, it's, it's people don't, that really kind of played out. First John two and six says, Whoso, whoever says he lives in Christ, that is whoever says he has accepted him as God and savior, ought as a moral obligation to walk and conduct himself just as he walked and conducted himself. We're supposed to, what? Conduct ourselves as Jesus did. Do we do that? That's his self-examination. Don't raise your hand because you're about to one line. (laughs) Dude, we got to conduct ourselves as Jesus does. It's a lot of work to be done in 2024. Number four, my core four, my last one. It says contain. Make sure you keep and store all items in categories, making them easy to find and pack away. For me, spiritually, this would be when things come to mind, I tempt or temptations come, which there will be plenty of things, recognize it. Recognize this is the devil. This is the enemy. This is not God. Is it from God or is, is it from the enemy? Categorize those things. And the one that you know that you're not supposed to do, what is from the enemy? Put it away. Push it away. First Peter 5 and 8 says, be sober-minded. It's, it's New Year's Eve, y'all, so be sober-minded. I know, I know. It says, it, this is what the Bible says, y'all. It's, yeah. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion. Like one, he not one, but he prowls like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Like, he done devoured so many people this year. He's devoured so many people. I'm sure in your family, your relationships, you've seen so many people that the devil has overtaken, if not yourself. He's tried t- several times over and over again with me. He constantly tries. He wants us. The ones that's believe us, those are the ones that he chased after all the time. You know, sometimes I used to ask God, I, I, I see unbelievers that's even in my family, and I'm like, it's like they're prospering. It's like they're doing great, like everything is great. And I'm like, God, like, and he's like, he don't want them. He already got them. He wants you. So he's chasing after you. You got to remember that because the enemy would try to trip you up to be jealous or upset and like forgive up on God. And once the enemy have you. God is still wanting us, though. He's always chasing after us. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. So temptations will come but God always provides an escape. Always. You know, when we trip up and we fall into temptation, it was not that God was not there to try to give us a way out. We just didn't take it because this lifestyle and this walk is a choice. It is a choice. So church, and there are there you have it, it you're, you're done you all are well on the way to a clutter-free home those are the core four with that i'm going to say i, I want to do things different today because this is the last day of the year and i feel like we're a family we're a family oriented church one the first thing when i first started coming to this church the main thing that got me was all the love and all the like excitement to see me and i didn't i didn't know anybody And they were so excited to see me, and it was just so much love. And it's still like that today, which is very different and overwhelming, but I think that's our secret sauce here. And I feel like we're a church family. So what I'm going to invite us to do today um, is a little different after we get through with our uh, salvation call, is I want all of us to come up front when I say, and I want us to join together in prayer. Because I think the way you end the year is the way you start the year. That's what I grew up doing. Like, the way you end the year is the way you start the year. And I want to end the year with my family, and I want to start the year with my family. But if you're in this house today and you like, I have no clue about this, for I have no clue about the man that you're talking about that'll provide a way out. In our church, every Sunday, we provide an opportunity for you to give your life to Christ if you never have. Or if you want to rededicate your life to Christ. That's one of the main things I love about this church. We do not neglect salvations. It's the most important thing. And you talking about starting your 2024 off on a high? No better way than giving your life to Christ. No better way than surrendering your will for God's will. No better way than cleaning out your house spiritually and starting afresh. So the way we do it here at Church on the Rock, we are going to say this prayer together. So if this is your first time saying it, you will not feel alone or feel like nobody got your back while you're saying this prayer. We're going to get the way you can have strength and confidence in saying it. We're going to say this prayer together. If you could bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're here and you want to give your life to Christ or you want to rededicate your life to Christ, I ask you to repeat this prayer with us. Dear God, forgive me of my sins wash me, cleanse me, make me new. God, I surrender my will to your will. God, have your way in my life. God, I love you, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Give it up for that person that did it for the first time. If that was you, I ask you to just meet, some, uh, meet us out front at the welcome desk and somebody will have a gift for you, a Bible. And I'm asking that if you are in the house and I serve a team of members that love to leave early, if you would not leave the building this time, just for this moment, please. I'm asking you, before you get up, don't leave. This is just a special moment that I want for our church family. If you will make your way up to the front, I'm going to give you a taste of what we do on Tuesday mornings and it's also what we're going to be having the experience for 21 days Praying, prayer and fasting coming up. You could crowd the front. If you don't want to be touched or you got COVID or you sick, you could stay back there. Those up in the, in the balcony, if you, you want to come up front, that's fine. Or you could join together right up there where you are. <laughs> Church, God just showed me a vision of this like two, like a week ago. And I was like, I told Jeremy, I had a vision of our church family, huddled up together and just praying a prayer together to end the year. And I feel like this was what God's want. And I looked up the, uh, one of the meanings for altar and it said, we come to, in we're in a school, but just bear with me. This is the altar. We come to the altar to meet God. And when we're at an altar, this is where God's presence is. And and what better way to end the year than meeting God? If y'all could kind of squeeze in some for some people that may be behind you, and you could just start stacking in right there if you want. It's a beautiful picture, y'all. Pastor Josh, if you could come up here with me, I just want you to see this. (laughs) I said I was going to call you out later, but Pastor Josh, I don't know where he is. But anyway, when he get up here... I just feel like God wants to do something. And in order, like I could preach and talk about four four core points, but unless you do the work, it's not gonna happen. And I think this is where the work starts. The work starts at the altar the work starts with you giving it up to him. with you surrendering your will for his, with you telling God, this is what I want. God, this is what I need. So we're gonna pray together. I ask you to pray and however you wanna pray out loud as I pray, we're just gonna pray in agreement and and we're gonna just bring down heaven. What about that? How that sound? All right, so God, we love you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you for this new year coming, God. We thank you for allowing us to be here in this place, God, worshiping you, God. We, God, we thank you for allowing us to unite under one accord, God, with one plan, one vision, God, to see you, God, to see kingdom building, Lord Jesus. God, we're praying for 2024, God. We're praying, God, that in 2023, we can leave things behind that's not like you, Lord Jesus. That we can leave things behind that does not exalt your name, Lord Jesus. God, that we can glorify you more in 2024, Lord Jesus. God, that we can be who you called us to be in 2024, God. God, we're praying for deliverance. We're praying for healing in our families. We're praying for salvation in our families, God. We're praying for miracle signs and wonders, God. God, we're praying for big things, God. And God, we're asking you to do things in us, God. Fix us inside, Lord Jesus, that it will show up outside, God. Give us all a Jesse testimony, Lord Jesus. Bless us to see a change in each one of our lives, God. You know what our families are going through, God. You know what we need for 2024, God. I ask you to give it to us, God, exceedingly and abundantly, God. All that you can think, all we can think and ask for, Lord Jesus. God, I ask you to be who we need, Lord Jesus. God, let me hear your voices praying to our Father. Raise your voices to our Father. God, we love you, Lord Jesus. God, we adore you, Lord Jesus. God, we thank you for 2023. God, we thank you for the ups and downs. God, we thank you for the high mountaintops and the valley lows, God. God, we thank you for everything that you allowed us to endure and to conquer, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the good and the bad and the ugly of 2023, God, because it made us who you have for us to be, God. God, I'm asking you for more anointing, God, more spirituality, God, more devotion time with you, God, more seeking you, Lord Jesus, more serving your people, Lord Jesus. God, help us be who you want us to be, God. Let your purpose be fulfilled in our lives, Lord Jesus, God, that we can see kingdom work done through church on the rock god god we ask you to bless each member that's here god each guest that's here today god that their 2024 be like never before god that they see your hand at work in their lives lord jesus whether it's new babies coming to the picture whether it's new relationships formed in the picture god God, we ask you to let your hand be at work god that you would make us better parents better husbands and wives, God, better teachers, God, better business partners, Lord Jesus. God, that you would call us up, God, to fulfill our purpose for the kingdom, Lord Jesus. Call us out of our seat, God. Give us a hunger and thirst for all things that's righteous, Lord Jesus. God, bless 2024 to be a powerful year for the house of God as a whole, Lord Jesus. The Big C Church, God. Let us take the, the, the keep, let us take everything, God, that we need to take, Lord Jesus. God, let us let you have your way. God, I ask you to just magnify, let us magnify your name, Lord Jesus, in all that we do, God, that you would get the glory. Not one man, not one church, God, but that you would get the glory in all that we do. It, whether it be on our jobs, in our homes, God, on our workplace. God, let us let you get the glory in all that we do, that we magnify your name not only with our lips, God, but with our lifestyles. God, help us, bless us, strengthen us, protect us, guide us, only as you can do, Lord Jesus. I should have just listened to this song that Jeremy is getting ready to sing, and let's sing along with him if you know the words.